0: here. You know, it takes a minute to start up, and it always starts before it tells you it starts, so it kind of captures this pre-talk here. All right, everybody, we are live, and I have with me Pastor Clenard of Black Genocide. So I'm going to ask that you guys, I know many of you are working, but oftentimes you're able to multitask without getting in trouble. I always like to Say that, but if you can share this, let's get it out. And then, no matter what, we want you to use this as a resource for your pro life um, promotion the promotion of the pro life agenda, Christ centered values for the unborn. Long story short, I've known about Pastor Kennard for quite some time as I became more involved in the pro life movement and as a pastor taking a stand against the abortion agenda. And as time went on, I began to realize that I had to attack one of the biggest roots of the abortion agenda, which is the Democratic Party. And as I was sharing with Clarnard, as I started doing that, I noticed that the African-American pastor started to get upset. And so as of recently, I started doing debates, discussions with them. And I realized that the reason why they're getting upset is not only are they pro-Democrat, Even the pastor I spoke to yesterday, Church of God in Christ, which is a sister denomination of the school I went to, Assembly of God, this is a Pentecostal preacher, is actually pro-choice. This blows my mind. So I said, I have got to get the expert on all things African-American related to abortion. Pastor Kennard, it's so good to have you on with us. Tell us what you're doing today, and then what is your passion in life?
1: Well, we're in Washington, D.C., been here since Monday, and uh, certainly we do greatly appreciate the uh, March for Life each year. It rallies everyone to come in to uh, one location, and it certainly creates a lot of synergy. But what we're trying to do is truly let them to know that we have to extend our influence, uh, and especially to the places that should be helping us and those who are facilitating uh, the greatest Holocaust of of our generation and that's abortion. 1,786 African-American children are killed each day uh, by abortion and over 52% of all African-American pregnancies end in abortion. So once again, it's a direct link to the civil rights movement. Martin Luther King unquestionably recognized that the church had to be engaged Um, We visited uh, churches since I've been down here. We've gone to Howard University where the students uh, should know that they're being targeted by the abortion industry. Um, Yes, everybody will know the March for Life, and and like I said, it's greatly important, but we have to uh, extend our influence into the public square, and especially the targeted uh, demographic of the abortion industry is African Americans. And What better place to go with with our Genocide Awareness Project Signs than Howard University? You know, we're partnering with Greg Cunningham of CBR. I've known him for 20 years. He's always assisted us whenever we wanted to do anything. So um, we pro-life groups, we have to partner. We may have different ideology or method, but we all agree the killing must stop.
0: Wow. Amen. While you're going to be talking, since you're doing this last minute for us, this is his heart to come on the show because he knew the little bit of turmoil that I was getting myself into. I'm going to be sharing some (laughs) of his pictures from the website as he gets back to share again. Uh, But, Pastor, hearing you say this, it just makes so much sense that the black church would get behind it if the number one targeted people group of abortion is the black community. So how in the world have the black churches missed this? I mean, I'm a white guy standing from the outside, trying not to overplay my card. But, uh, you know, the white pastor card, which, you know, the white privilege, they say all this, but I am such an advocate for the black community. I have always been in the African-American community since I've been pastoring. I, I pastored almost an all-black congregation in New Orleans for many years. I feel like as much as I can relate from the outside, I can. Like, I get the black plight from a white perspective, you know, as much as I can. Being in the South, many of the pastors I honored and respected in the South who taught me, who were also pro-life, uh, talked about them being served out of the side of buildings uh, not being able to drink out of the same fountains. And I was, it was obvious to me, we were pro-life, but how are so many missing it right now? Can you help me understand what is going on in the black churches right now? Uh,
1: No question, at the core, uh, without any doubt in my mind, we, we saw the Democratic Party as a facilitator of our civil rights, which was perceptionally wrong on the whole, because it was the Democrats that was holding up all civil rights legislation. But what happened was when uh, J- JFK, uh, who wasn't really like his party, as a matter of fact, he was kind of pro-life, but with JFK helped Dr. King and uh, also sent troops into Montgomery, I think it was, or uh, or Selma, whichever was to, to help. That began to shift opinion and they recognized the Democratic Party for the civil rights because of uh, JFK. The the problem with that was that no one really realized the voting, what was going on, that actually JFK helped the Republican Party facilitate civil rights for African-Americans. And so right now, that is still the demon that makes it appear that all Republicans are racist, all white people in, in government who are Republican or anti-Black, which, which is absurd. You mentioned a Kojic pastor. Well, first of all, I, I, that unnerved me because Kojic has in their constitution um, or in their doctrinal statement that they are pro-life. So if mm-hmm. he's Kojic, he is contrary to his own doctrine. And, I, and, we could, and we could talk about that anytime if he would like to. Not only that, he's carrying the gospel of life, and that's the uh, antithesis of abortion. Martin Luther King himself, not knowing the Holocaust that would come later, actually addressed abortion in the letter from a Birmingham jail indirectly. Here he is locked up in jail, no resources whatsoever, but his own spirit, and he's writing to pastors who feel he should not be in the public square as much as he been, had been doing and causing a lot of disturbances. And he addressed, it's the greatest letter ever written as far as I'm concerned, other than our own Bible. He addressed the early church was a weak. Uh, the present day church was a weak ineffectual church because they were nothing like the early church. And so, and he's talking about, of course, the early church in its uh, inception and the persecution they took for standing for Christ and the gospel of Jesus Christ. But here's the key. He mentioned how in Roman law, it was permissible for a woman if she had a child she did not like or for some reason was rejected, possibly out of wedlock. By Roman law you could leave that child by the side of the road to die and if anybody touched that child to save or to comfort that child or to raise that child they as well as the child would be put to death immediately if 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 indeed it was known by the officials well Dr King said the early church put an end to infanticide child killing because they refused to adhere to the law, not to take those children and raise them for them in in their own families. And so at any time, at any day, at any moment, a knock on the door could come and they would be executed for taking that child and raising that child, but they would not adhere to the law because they had the courage to recognize that that is an innocent life. He called infanticide evil. Why does the Democratic Party call it good? Martin Luther King talked about personhood. Uh, He was killed. On the day he was killed, he was there for the Memphis sanitation workers. What was their theme? I am a man. Well, what about this child? That is a person. They are a woman. They are a man. That is a person. Uh, there's not a biology book in the world that will not tell you that life begins at conception. And what they did not know in 1973, they do know now because they recognize that the Declaration of Independence grants children in the womb access to life, not to be taken or circumvented by a man or a woman. What do I mean? We hold these truths to be self-evident that all mankind was created equal. Well, that was the platform of Dr. King in the civil rights movement. He said, I want America one day to live out its creed, endowed by the creator. My rights don't come from my mother and father. My rights come from God, endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, meaning rights you cannot take away, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness that was the platform of the civil rights movement it is also the platform of the pro-life movement and it's and and to our pro-choice friends who may be listening that term comes from slavery wow. Choice, the word choice they use the same language it's wow. eerie when you when you study this and find out you say it's the same devil it's the same spirit of evil looking to oppress the innocent. The shedding of innocent blood pollutes the land. You want to know why America is so, so out of order and so chaotic and, and so violent and so callous? It's simply because the shedding of innocent blood, it pollutes the ground. There's nothing wrong with the word of God, that seed. There's nothing wrong with the seed. You know the parable of the sower. Nothing wrong with the seed. It's where you were sowing it. And right now we're sowing, you know, let's face it, anybody who's pro-choice is sowing on polluted ground. How can you be a pastor and be pro-choice? <laughs> that's wow. it's totally, that's just yeah. totally uh, it, it really, yes, there's plenty of them. That's true. Yeah. But they're not looking at the word. Yeah.
0: Wow, so powerful. If I could just summarize a little bit here of what I'm getting from you, because I I know this is your passion, your expertise. The civil rights movement was based on personhood. Therefore, to continue the civil rights movement, we should be having the pro-life movement, see the personhood, and all churches joining with the personhood of the unborn, right?
1: Absolutely. The pro-life movement is the true civil rights movement of this day okay. we have taken the man- we have taken the mantle why because there's a segment of our community that is being denied access to the american dream that's being discriminated against and not given their their endowed rights by god
0: wow okay so here are some of the arguments he brought to me people can watch the video i think i did the best i can but i want to get your expertise on this so here was the thing he had brought up. And honestly, Pastor, I had heard this from other African-American leaders. Now, I'll be, Lord willing, debating a white liberal Democrat, and and he calls himself a Christian. And maybe the arguments will be a little bit different. But I had heard this before. Maybe you've heard it as well. Maybe it's something that's being talked about in these circles, because it's very odd for me to hear it. But I've heard it only among African-American Christians defending their 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 vote for democratic leaders. This is what they said. He said, God gave us a choice in all of these other areas. We can lie if we want. We can, you know, we can have adulterous affairs if we want. We're not supposed to legislate the morality that way. So I'm pro-choice, though I may be pro-life in my life. I vote pro-choice because that's God's uh, enablement of the will. What would you say back to someone who says that?
1: And he's enabling evil. Come on. How, can you, how can you sow into something that is destroying innocent life? What a man sow, that shall he also reap. And yes, God gives us choice. But he says in Deuteronomy, choose life <laughs> that you may live. Uh, God, we have to choose Jesus Christ. All right. So this thing on choice is, is being is absurd. Um, We have been enlightened by the spirit of God. God, Listen, women miscarry. Women can leave them. uh, Even if they do carry full term, they can leave for adoption. There's no reason to kill the child from an error in judgment that you've had. And so this this thing on choice, uh, God expects his children as, once again, choose you this day whom you shall serve. If God is God, then you leave that child alone. But if you believe that Baal is God, then you'll do whatever and you'll live for your selfish desires and, and, and your self-aggrandizement. And it's all, it's all about your own values instead of the, the mandate, the Judeo-Christian ethic that we've been called into.
0: Wow. So good. So then I used your illustration along with the other African-American pastors that I love and respect that this is what they did in the Holocaust, as well as in slavery, was to take away the personhood. And then they justified their acts of violence. I said, by you doing this, you're taking away the personhood of a fetus, of an embryo. You're calling it that instead of thinking of it as an unborn child. That's what we all came from. And then he began to say to compare it to slavery is such a disgraceful thing. He took it personal because he says the slaves were grown people and they had conscious consciousnesses, you know, they were conscious, but the fetus, the embryo, this is just a glob of tissue. I couldn't even believe what I was hearing from a pastor, but how would you explain that in simple terms to somebody to help them understand that this is the same thing being done again?
1: What you said in your beginning was was, it was so so relevant, and we should always remember to say this, that throughout history, whether it be the Holocaust, whether it be slavery, whether it be Jim Crow laws, whatever, you must take away the personhood of the, uh, of the victim that you're trying to ostracize or suppress or control. In other words, that's not a person. Hitler called them useless eaters. He, he basically demoralized them, dehumanized them. Has that been done before? Dred Scott decision they're three-fifths human, they're not completely human, so you can do whatever you would like. It's the same thing with the child in the womb. 18 days, there's a heartbeat. Uh, 42 days, there's brain waves. 88 days, the child is sucking their thumb. Uh, That is a person. But to all you preachers out there, hello, listen to what I'm gonna tell you, (laughs) okay, hello. We know that as it was with Jeremiah, before you were in your mother's womb I knew you which means there was personhood before there was a body okay I didn't become a person when I got in a body I was already a person okay he said he sanctified me ordained me and called me to be a prophet to the nation before I was in my mother's womb so you preachers all you all you reverends and, and priests out there, okay, I was a person and so were you before you had a body. Or else the Bible is not accurate. And wow. I think I'm going to rest on the Bible.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so it, it does. It does call the Bible into question, right? We, we believe that God had us in his mind and that that gives us value when... We we have. Well,
1: the, well yeah, let me let me interject, because I know people say, well, I was a thought. No, the word he uses in Hebrew, he said I was intimate, mm. meaning uh, the word new actually means intimate. So it's not like uh, a, it's deeper than a thought. Deeper than, I was a I was a person. Okay. I just up. did yeah. not have I was a person. Now, how, you know, <laughs> after, I can only go by. What he says, because he also says, I think it's in Peter or Ephesians, he whom he did for now.
0: Yes, he, yes did, he did.
1: He did predestined, and he did for now. Okay. Yes. So, so you know
0: a person, not just a thought. I agree with you entirely. Thank you for yeah. correcting
1: you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when we just a few more, and I know that you, you may have limited time, but this is so amazing to have you here. So the personhood is what's really being argued about here. Are we persons without bodies? Yes, in the mind of God, we are persons, so He knows us as a person, though we don't believe in pre existence of the soul right you're not saying you existed as a soul, but you existed as a person in god's mind, and then when you're created in the- bo- in the womb, that is a person not de- dependent upon the body. Do I understand yes. that correctly
1: yes because simply because <laughs> we were uh, god uh spirit is greater than matter. I'm not going to get into all this. Sure. And the spirit world is more real than the natural world. Amen. Okay. Yeah. And so if God says, and we can only go by the information he gives us. Yeah. He says, I was intimate with you. As far as I am the creator. He says, I was intimate with you. Maybe you weren't intimate with me, but I was intimate with you. Mm. I ordained you. I set you apart. Meaning you had a specific job, plan, purpose. And then I, then he says, I, I ordained, sanctified, and set you apart to be the a prophet to the nation. This is what your role is. This will be Amen. the role that I've called you to. Many are called, few are chosen. But the fact of the matter is, there's many people who refuse the call, but yeah. that's not what they weren't ordained to do. God, there's a am ordained to do certain things of the Lord and he desires for us to walk in that, in that will, but we were persons meaning the conversation didn't start when I took my first breath. Come on. Okay. Right. The that's plan right. didn't, the plan didn't come forth yeah. when he waited to see who's going to be my mother and father. He already Amen. invested in that.
0: Amen. And, and so here, here's the argument that comes back. Well, you can't look at the woman that's been raped and expect her to hold on to that child. What do we say back? The exact thing you're saying is if it happened, God doesn't approve of the evil, but what was meant for evil in Joseph's life was turned for good. This can turn for good. We don't kill the baby. We kill the rapist, right? That's how we would apply that theology.
1: And, and that's half of a percent of all abortions. Half, half a percent. A percent. Look yeah. at that. Okay. But, so here, but, no, go ahead. Please. But remember the, the greatest, most recognized jazz, musician in the world according to uh time magazine is lewis armstrong lewis armstrong is a product of rape and incest one of the greatest gospel singers who billy graham made sure whenever she could ethel waters would would uh assist him ethel waters is a product of rape and incest the list is uh, you'd be shocked um, the, uh, M- Michelangelo, the creator of the 16th chapel and all these great arts, what, what is his? He's a product of rape and incest. Meaning if these parents would have not had and raised these children, these destinies, meaning God put in those persons a destiny and a future that was profound, that would profoundly affect society and, and the whole. And so, no, we're not thrilled about rape and incest. No, but there's another victim there that, that basically is innocent and has done nothing. And what we would ask of that mother, and we understand the, uh, the trauma and as much as we can as men, we understand that. But we would ask that they would put that child up for adoption and, and carry full term and, and not have another victim. Mm,
0: Thank you. I have a picture up with you and Avita King. I would like for you to comment on that in just a few moments, but maybe, maybe this will be a good time. But I want to give you the trump card, because after I said all of that, And I'm sure you've heard it over and over again. They say, well, those Republicans, they have so many conspiracies against the black person or against, you know, the Iraq war and these poor people in healthcare. I mean, don't you see it? It's just the same. We're just just picking the two between, you know, the choice of two evils. And at least the Democrats are going to do a little bit more for us. What do you say, Pastor?
1: That is absolutely ignorance at this point. You know, we have Google, we have other means of sources of getting information. They don't have to keep listening to Ebony uh, Jet, and, and the Democratic Party. There's other sources. Let's look at the facts. Record low unemployment, record high entrepreneurship in the Black community. There's no question this is the most pro-life, anti-Planned Parenthood president we have ever had. Had He made his promises. He's attempting to keep them. To sit and have our African-American leadership somehow attempt to justify their present ideology against what this administration has been able to accomplish. I just recently posted on Facebook, even the Washington Post had to admit, almost fell off the chair, that the policies of Donald Trump have helped all minorities, have helped the African-American community. So this is something we have to recognize that we have been, bam- I'll use our terms, bamboozled, hoodwinked. We have sewn into something that has only uh, victimized and where the elite benefit in the black community not the day-to-day blue-collar African-American is attempting to go from time. How can you explain the Holocaust of the, uh, of not only a children in the womb, but the, the current dysfunctional public school system that the Democrats swear by, where it was the Republicans that restored a program in Washington, D.C. to help, African-Americans, it was a school choice program. And when the Democrats took over, they, uh, Barack Obama canceled that program. It was proven the data, it was helping the kids, but because of politics, because of, of the teachers union, they canceled it. What happened when it became about to be a Republican Congress again, they voted it back in. This is uh, unquestionably the most absurd times we've ever lived in because African-Americans have to look and see the policies of the DNC are wreaking genocidal effects on African-Americans. And as of right now, their endorsement in their platform, by the way, in their platform, abortion, has accounted for 20 million African-Americans missing. Um, And the uh, selling of body parts the marketing, which is slavery, okay, the the slave block is still alive, uh, because a disproportionate amount of those bodies, uh, they're being sold by Planned Parenthood are African American, so you have the slave block already, an innocent person killed because they were denied uh, rights as a citizen, they were cut off, and now their parts are being sold by the leading abortion provider in America, Planned Parenthood. And we're sewing into this with our votes, with our support, instead of demanding that it would stop. We're silent. We're silent against such a, a, a heinous act as African Americans, as pastors. Um, that pastor that gives his endorsement to that has blood on his hands. There is no other way I could say it. I wish I could say it another way. It has blood on his hands. He should be in front of Planned Parenthood saying the killing must stop. And that's another thing that Martin Luther King referenced in his letter from a Birmingham jail uh, was the end of gladiatorial contest. And people say, what does that have to do with anything? It does because he, this priest, uh, Talamachus, he was a priest Catholic priest, Alamancus, stood between the swordsman and his, his, his victim and said, the killing must stop, the killing must stop, and was killed himself for standing in between. And why would Martin put this in the letter from Birmingham jail? Because when the Roman emperor, the Caesar of that time saw that, He was so moved by this priest willing to put himself in between the gladiator and the fallen gladiator and give his life to stop the... Pastor, can you hear us? Ended it. Okay. I can still hear you. Can you hear me? He ended ended a a gladiator contest at that day. He said, that's the last gladiator contest. So What do I say to the pastors? When are we going to stand between Planned Parenthood and the innocent children? When are we going to stand boldly and say the killing must stop? That was his last words. The killing must stop. He came out from his comfort zone into the, mar- into the marketplace, so to speak, or the arena, and stood between that gladiator that was killing his wounded victim when he's about to die and he said that the killing must stop and as pastors we have to recognize the killing must stop and we can't ask the pew to do what the pulpit is supposed to we need leadership to come forth uh sadly enough we can't be bought by the democratic party offered grants and programs to keep our mouths shut that's exactly what jesse jackson did I got the term black genocide from him. He said, abortion is black genocide. What happens to a mind of a person in the moral fabric of a nation that can abort a baby without a pang of conscience? Where will we be 20 years from today? But when Jesse wanted to be president and he wanted a seat at the table and he wanted the money that the DNC could flow to him, all of a sudden the most important thing was a woman's right to choose. He sold his soul. And to say anything else, I would not be being honest with you. Um, and and this was one of the most eloquent uh, preachers on the issue of the genocidal effects and the deliberate uh, targeting of the African-American community uh, by the abortion industry.
0: Wow. So let me ask you something, Pastor. Uh, we haven't discussed this, but... Uh... When I was getting into this, leave the Democratic Party, you don't have to be Republican, but whatever you do, stop voting for them. And then people started coming up, you know, with their little ways around it. And one person sent me, um, I don't have her name in front of me, but I've already been in contact with her. She's an African-American pro-life Democrat. I think she's there with you in Washington right now. Do you know the woman that I'm speaking about?
1: Uh, you know, someone is trying to let me know, There's a, is she a congressman?
0: Yeah, she is Katrina. Her name is Katrina Jackson, and she's there in Washington. Yes.
1: Okay, I've heard. I've heard the name. Haven't had the opportunity to meet. Uh, she's in. She is literally in the lion's den. Yes, and uh, we need Democrats to either. You know, you got to ask God. Do I stay? Because sometimes the ex- the the exiting will cause in the change, or do I? Someone's going to have to stay and work from within. Let's just say that. Yep. So and I, prayerfully, she is one of them. And I'm, I'm happy to hear it. But the party, when they get tired of her, they will work vehemently to censor her, to not allow her career to go any further than they deem it to be so. Uh, but I, I really rejoice in her courage. But, and I'm grateful for that because there's, you can be Democrat and be pro-life. There used to be those people, by the yeah. way. They were, call, they were called blue dog Democrats. Mm-hmm. But right, right now, um, uh, after the Obama administration, uh, it, the word was out, uh, we, we, we don't want uh, vocal pro-life uh, candidates uh, in, in the party.
0: Exactly, and that's and that's why for me we may differ on this, and we definitely don't have to get into our differences. But if I have her on and get to discuss with her, I'm going to say as a Christian at this point, even if you're against the platform, you're still in the motion of the platform. You're moving with the platform. You're giving that platform more momentum. And I would compare that again to the the slave trade. If you were in the slave Uh, in the South, and you were in the Democratic Party, and you said, well, I'm against it. But by you being in the Congress, by you being in the motion of their movement, you'd be indistinguishable from the rest and part of their plan to keep moving forward, as long as you didn't disrupt that momentum. And so for me, I would use the scripture, come out from among them, be ye separate. That's what I personally would say, but we don't have to stick on the difference. If you want to comment on that, you can, but I wanted to give you a few minutes they kind of summarize everything because I asked you to come in to really get my back with this African-American pastor. You know, there used to be a shirt that says it's a black thing you don't understand. And I could still kind of tell that was going on in our conversation. So I thought you would be a great resource. But is there anything else you want to say, sir, before we get you on again, hopefully with one of these pro-choice uh, pastors? And I, I think you'd be willing to do that, right?
1: Not, not, a, that's what I do. Amen. Not a, pro, Not a problem at all. Uh, we have to look at the facts.
0: We're, yeah. we're
1: we're not talking about ideology here. You know, abortion is wrong physiologically. It's wrong uh, sociologically. It's certainly wrong scripturally. There's not a uh, 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 a level that they can defend the position of abortion unless you're just doing. You know, I always say if abortion wasn't lucrative, it wouldn't be legal. For many people, that is the incentive. Unfortunately, there are those of who are elite who actually feel that less people of color would be far better for the world and for nations. As far as uh, when Hillary Clinton was pushing this and the uh, basically the global community, it was to control the birth in case they ever wanted the resources. That's in an NSSM memorandum, and that is something that, you need to look at one day and understand that indeed what the real reason for genocide and population control came about. Can you tell me that again
0: so I can just have it up here for people to see, please?
1: Yeah, sure. N-S-S-M. I always forget what they stand for, but it's the National Security. That last M is memorandum. Got it. Uh, It was formed um, in 1973. Of course, the greatest piece that these pastors need to look at is offer 21, M-A-A-F-A-2-1. Uh, they have to recognize that Margaret Sanger recognized uh, the evil, uh, basically the most evil woman of that time, uh, the president of Planned Parenthood, who was very diabolical and a great strategist, She recognized in order to seduce the African-American community for population control, abortion, and sterilization would be to pay off on the commandeer, uh, the colored minister, she said, and to make make a religious appeal to them. She was diabolical, very wise, uh, and certainly it did pay off to a large degree, especially today. Uh, Jesse Jackson falls into that line. Unfortunately, Barack Obama, who spoke at Planned Parenthood fundraisers and ostracized uh, Black men and anyone that took issue with Planned Parenthood, which was amazing to me. But the fact of the matter is that we have, there's enough resources now. Um, My website, blackgenocide.org, blackgenocide.org will point you to a lot of them. But the great news is that there's more resources out there for people to see that we just cannot continue to uh, listen to the surface comments of the DNC. We can search facts now, and uh, we can can recognize the person of a child. We can recognize the links of the civil rights movement and how we have violated them by the present platform of the DNC. It's just a fact. <laughs> I'm not saying the Republicans are angels, but I'm saying it is just too blatantly uh, contrary to the word of God that we claim to preach and teach that we can embrace a platform that has, uh, quite frankly, that's endorsing um, a, a different a definition of marriage and it certainly has is, is uh, we, we are endorsing a uh the holocaust and the uh, denial of human beings to the american dream martin luther king certainly would be stunned at black leadership's position on many of these issues because he yeah, was can you hit on his, that i
0: forgot to touch on that your relationship with alveda king pro-life you know martin luther king jr oh
1: yes Ooh. we've had these discussions uh dr alveda king and we we both agreed in in order to communicate. You know, Dick Gregory, another person who, who stood for the sanctity of life. Uh, Fred Shuttlesworth, a, a person who was the head of the, who began the SCLC, which was totally uh, the key factor of the victories of civil rights movements in Alabama and Birmingham. Matter of fact, if you go to Birmingham, his statue is in front of the Civil Rights Museum, uh, Fred Shuttlesworth. Uh, these people were staunchly pro life staunchly pro life and 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 her fa- her father ad king who was killed mysteriously a year after uh or so of martin's death uh was unquestionably pro life and 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 there and dr alvita uh king can tell you the story of her of martin's father and her father, A Martin's brother, A. D. Her father, how he uh, you know, I believe pounded his fist. He said, No one aborts any grandson or grandchild of mine. And he talked about his disdain for abortion and, and sterilization. So we we recognize clearly those who are true activists in the pro-life movement, the parallels of the civil rights movement. Uh, that they cannot make uh, black life matters cannot make those parallels um, uh, antifa cannot make those plant rows now NARAL, uh these women's groups cannot draw those same lines as the pro-life activists it's amazing the parallels and the, how the language is similar and the same and the stand that we're taking and so uh dr Albeda king we've had the pleasure of doing uh, multiple projects with her and and also having dinner lunch and and and, and having long discussions. She came up for me uh, when I was running for office and, and campaigned campaign with me, which I greatly appreciated. But uh, we are undoubtedly um, we have the message of life, we don't uh, which is truth, and that's why we will prevail. It's not going at the speed I would like, <laughs> but it has gotten far, much better, much better. And uh, I'm grateful that I can even uh, do whatever I have been doing uh, to further the cause of life and, and, and a generation one day, I believe, simply because of the president that's per- currently in office, I, I think undoubtedly Roe versus Wade will be overturned it will go back to the States. And that's when, uh, once again, we'll need the activists and the engagement in those states. But I believe Roe versus Wade will be overturned because it w- it was a farce in the beginning. Uh, they the, the the culminating statement was that we do not know when life begins. Well, now you do. Okay. okay. <laughs> and just as many as those people say, well, uh, we didn't know. If I knew what I knew now, we wouldn't have went into Iraq. Oh, you, know, you had misinformation and. They lamented going in. Well, it's the same thing with Roe versus Wade. You didn't know where life began, so you just began (laughs) began it at birth. Um, But now we know life begins at conception. That means that child is covered by the Declaration of Independence, those words. That basically means that they're endowed by God to have the right to life. End of stories can't even be debated. And that's why the Supreme Court at that time in their summation said, well, we don't know when life begins. Well, now you do. Let's get it overturned. I think there'll uh, be enough Supreme Court justices that will look at this and be honest about it and say they were wrong in 73. We, we can make it right now. But it also states that actually it's not a federal issue. It really is a state issue. And it will go back to the states, just like marriage is supposed to be by state. Marriage and abortion, it should be by state, according to our own Constitution. But nevertheless, it will go back to states, and our work hopefully will be to eradicate it completely from the nation.
0: Praise God. Thank you, sir, for your time today. What an honor to have you with us. We're going to sow as our ministry, our church, $50 into your blackgenocide.org website. We're going to go there and donate. I want to encourage anyone else to do the same. Is there any other ways they can get a hold of you?
1: Uh, That's the best way, blackgenocide.org. And uh, certainly if they want to be involved where they're at, I'll try to tie them in. We need activism. There's never been a time social injustice has uh, been eradicated other than by activism. A lot of the stuff pro-lifers do are reactionary. Uh, We have to really be taking our message into the streets, into the marketplace, and uh, and I'm grateful uh, that that is changing. That is changing.
0: Amen. Well, if you need a place in Chicago where you know it's happening and uh, people actually come here from another state to do it, uh, we're already out on the streets. We actually have a mobile gospel truck. We're in front of the schools. We'll continue to partner with you and others. Please let us know how to serve. We really want to partner with you guys.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and uh, uh, certainly I, I, I must applaud your efforts and your willingness to engage the African American pastors and, and and their constituency on this issue. It is clearly we need more discussion, and it should be in the church, absolutely, because that's the key. That's the agent God chose to use to rid the world of social injustice the church, and so the church must be mobilized.
0: Amen. Well, I'll end the live feed here. We'll stay on and just connect real quick, Pastor. But uh, thank you for joining us. And guys, stay in touch with his ministry as well as what we're doing here. And let's save lives for Jesus and preach the gospel.